Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Energy Teacher, Medium, and author of the newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories and messages from spirit that show us our modern-day challenges are not merely economic, political, or societal, but a deep disconnect from our inner soul wisdom. We are delighted to welcome Dr. Megan Rose, author of Spirit Marriage, to share a unique view of interactions between those in a body and those in spirit who find love and connection from different levels of life. Hello, Dr. Rose, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within to share a perspective about love and life that is often, uh, quite often, simply not thought about. Yeah, thanks, Joe. It's a pleasure to be here today. Megan, as listeners of Healing from Within have discovered over the years, my guests and I share intimate stories and insights into the duality of life, both our energetic soul life force and physical life, as we learn that life is indeed a journey of healing, learning, and love, and we have opportunities to self-investigate and self-master our emotions, guided by intuition and cooperation of higher universal source, or those in spirit who mentor and help us follow our destiny and life plan. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Megan Rose, who has a doctorate in East and Western Psychology, is an initiated ceremonial magician, a Shakta Tantric practitioner, and serves as an interfaith minister and psycho-spiritual counselor, shares an in-depth exploration of the practice, relevance, and purpose of spirit marriage. Rose, I'd love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, a place, maybe an event, something that may have signaled to them or others the life path and interest uh, that might be pursued in adulthood. For it seems to me that we are born with a soul that comes into the physical world and in order uh, to raise a higher awareness and vibration of love and eternal life, live out their life plan. So think back to an earlier time in your life before you had all the accomplishments that you have had and uh, tell us something. Sure. Well, actually, I um, talk about this quite in depth in my book. Um, I was raised in the Pentecostal Christian tradition. That was sort of my childhood religion. And when I was about less than a year old, I was about nine months old, I had a recurring um, disorder in my kidneys um, and was really, really ill. And it uh, ended up being a um, birth defect that I was born with. And um, I was supposed to go in and have surgery to correct this. But before we, you know, they sent me in for surgery, my mother, my aunt, my grandmother and the minister from our church all stood around me and anointed me with oil and prayed the Holy Spirit into my body. And I was healed. 
but it also kind of um, permanently altered me because to have that amount of um, spirit fire running through your, you know, if you imagine a tiny infant, you know, body or, you know, nine-month-old body that is being flooded with um, prana, shakti, orgone, there's lots of different words for it, chi. Mm-hmm. It just sort of lit me, it lit me up like a Christmas tree. And I spent sort of the rest of my childhood on into young adulthood um, really really in, in this embodied spirit kind of space where um, the, the the Holy Spirit, which later I would understand to be more of like the feminine face of God or the goddess, but at that time it was just, you know, my frame was the, the Holy Spirit was this fire. It was just burning inside of me, and that really um, well, set the course of my Yeah, you know, as an energy Reiki master, energy teacher... I have seen miracles, many miracles, and healings, and been part of them, and sent them. I had a somebody in California who had a brain bleed, 19 years old, and was very close to death, and was called and asked to send Reiki healing, and that young person survived, recovered, and is leading a wonderful life. So these things mm-hmm. do happen. And what it is about is energy. So as a child, you felt the presence and fullness of the spirit and the energy that supported you because you had a life journey and things to do. And if it's not time for us to depart, we do get, you know, help to stay and continue. Mm-hmm. And you described um, the term highly sensitive, which I am, and and have experiences like ESP and a heightened uh, sense of our five senses and empathic and precognitive perception, which you have and I have. And this is part of spirit uh, helping us to use this gift to fulfill what our destiny and life plan was, to come and help others raise to a higher sense of understanding life both in its spiritual and physical presence. So you, mm-hmm. you started off very young. So ha- I'm sorry you had to ha- have that challenge, but that challenge was very much part of uh, your destiny and going forward to do everything else that you were going to do. I believe that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, it really, when I got into college uh, and then later in graduate school, I became really, really fascinated with understanding um, the energy body and energy medicine um, uh, because I began to have experiences right. uh, primarily when I was doing yoga, but also when I received my first Reiki. Uh, I'm a Reiki master teacher as well, and when I received my first Reiki attunement, that Holy Spirit energy mm-hmm. um became present again, but irrespective of a religion. You know, I had left Christianity in my um, late, late teen uh, college years, and I had been sort of seeking in a a sort of mystical interfaith kind of seeking place. And um, when I discovered that these um, energies that I was experiencing as the as the Holy Spirit really were not tied to a religion, but were sort of 
innate within my body, and also I experienced it in nature. I became fascinated. Yeah. And, you know, embarked, you know, embarked on a multi-year I understand, too. Because, yeah, because when, yeah. when I was attuned in the first attunement to the Reiki Master, I understood and felt it to be something beneficial and miraculous while I still didn't know what it was and I still mm-hmm. decided to follow the path to lead me forward and to discover and learn about spirit communication and energy and how to help myself mm-hmm. and others and yeah it, 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 it is unnerving when you're not quite sure but you're sure that it's something so positive and so good to bring into the world and you want to bring it through you into the world for others to benefit from and 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 you know you and I learned that it wasn't religious it's not it's the natural energy and creative force of the universe that flows around mm-hmm. us within us and it is all life force without it there is mm-hmm. no physical life without it so we have mm-hmm. we have learned that and we share that with as many people as we can. Now, let's go yeah, on to what is spirit marriage and what exactly do you mean by spirit? Yeah, great question. So spirit is just sort of an umbrella term that I use to get the idea across that we're talking about non-physical beings. Yes. Um, but it's a very broad, broad term. It could um, that relates to deities, angels, elementals, beloved dead. I mean, there's a whole host of otherworldly or non-physical, not currently in a physical body beings, um, that that fall under the the realm of spirit. Um, and the spirit marriage is specifically when a human steps into a committed, bonded relationship or an intimate relationship with one of these otherworldly beings. Um, and it's slightly different than, say, mediumship or channeling, in that, um, at least from the anthropological perspective, when I did my dissertation research, which I did on spirit marriage, um, there are rites and rituals that one goes through, very much like a human marriage ritual, where one marries a spirit. And so we can have deeply bonded committed relationships with spirit guides, with tutelary spirits, with familiar spirits, um, a kind of um, a kind of contract that we have developed with them. But the spirit marriage is a particular form of um, intimacy where um, in many cases, uh, when I looked at this transculturally, and I also did a deep dive interview with uh, 10 different contemporary practitioners of spirit marriage, the bonding happens at an indwelling kind of um, level, meaning that there is a symbiosis or a cohabitation. Um, and the, the best way I can describe it is uh, one of my co-researchers whom I interviewed, Orion Foxwood, is a fairy seer, and he is in a symbiotic spirit marriage with uh, with Bree, who is a fairy queen being. Um, and just really briefly, the, the fae, as, as I'm, I'm a senior seer in the um, fairy seership tradition, 
uh, Orion's one of my mentors, and the way we approach the Fae is not as sort of like these little self-like Tinkerbell sprite beings, but they are these ancient primordial beings, more akin to like J.R. Tolkien's elves in The Lord of the Rings, wise um, beings that were here before humanity and that shaped shaped us. They're shaping and creating um, the, uh, the the planet as it as it formed in its early stages. So in any event, he's married to one of these beings, and what he says about their marriage is that when he closes his eyes, he sees into Bree, his fairy wife's world, and when he opens his eyes, she sees into his world. So it's this very intimate, um, bonded, well, you, committed... Well, you, you use the word symbiotic. Are they living okay. within each other, in each other's yes. energies? In, at in all cases, time? Yeah. Yes, in some cases, uh, well, there are times where, um, you know, in O'Brien's case, he will talk about sort of re-recedes into her world and has things that she does in the privacy of her own spirit, and uh, there are things that O'Brien sort of pulls more into the human world and does things in more of um, his, the privacy of his, of his human life, but there is they're, they only need to reach to each other. Very, um, it, it, the closeness is is such that it is very um, much a kind of what's often called indwelled or um, or mingled or merged yeah. consciousness. Yeah, I, and, um, I often say to people they'll have a much better life if they could merge their spiritual energies with their physical needs to survive mm-hmm. and, and, they, yeah. and and things work much better when you can yeah, and that, do that. Yeah, and, and, and that's, you know, that's the case with Orion. I Like I said, I interviewed 10 different practitioners and everybody's relationship is slightly different, just like everybody's marriage or, per, or you know, personal human relationships are slightly different. There's no one right or only way that it happens. But what I think is really noteworthy is that this is not a new practice. The earliest recorded um, document of this kind of practice is in the Sumerian sacred marriage in ancient Mesopotamia. So some of our earliest written records document a human in a devotional married relationship, in this case with the goddess Inanna, and so or Ishtar, and so. Um, and when I did my research, I looked um, transculturally in almost every single single um, continent, and many many cultures have this practice from um, the the pagan tradition in um, ancient Mesopotamia, or in um, ancient Greece and Rome, to um, African um, indigenous. Spirituality, African traditional religion, um, Native American spirituality, South American spirituality. I mean, it's just rampant well, throughout the globe. Yeah, when our culture was more spiritual, many things were very different than they are now. And you wrote, our ancestors held in highest esteem those who heard beyond the range of sound, who were guided by ancient forces who knew the very beginning of life and whose reach was into the unfolding future, for they knew the unknowable. 
and perhaps the time to know beyond knowing, sense beyond feeling, and dance in balance to a tune of helpful harmony is now. And I feel that is right, because as an intuitive empath and medium who connects to universal source and downloads all the information to help myself and family and clients, I am aware we are in the midst right now, right now in the midst of a spiritual revolution helping through these challenging, changing events of war and pandemic and political divide and economic rising. They had their challenges and they had their ancestors in spirit to help. We have have the same ancestors. And I wrote in my newest book, A New Life Awaits, many years ago, I think you will feel the same way, Rose, Many years ago, after a series of mystical experiences that I could not explain with my logical mind, I found myself experiencing feelings within that related to a life that was more than my physical existence. As I began to quiet my mind, I began to know my inner thoughts in a way that went beyond the five senses and the way I was accustomed to experiencing the physical world. I became aware that I was able to use an intuitive sense that had nothing to do with my mind, years of education, or life experiences. It was a sense of knowingness and awareness to history, our humanity, and the past in a way that went beyond normal explanation. In dreams and in my interactions with numerous people, both here and in spirit, I later discovered spiritual guides are around all of us. They are in our conscious reality for the important purpose of realizing our life plan and our inner soul being for a new awareness to emerge and enabling us to constantly review past beliefs seen purely from a physical indoctrination of this time, place, and to present life experience in another way. I think that's what you were talking about earlier when you delved into your studies and you found that you had spiritual gifts that were able to connect you to these higher dimensions of life. Mm. Yeah, so... Beautiful. Thank you. you This is how it it over time evolved for me. But you, you, what you're saying about our ancestors and the beginning of life is true. It's always been there. We've always been mm-hmm. part of that realm, and that realm part of the human life. But how, mm-hmm. how how is the spirit marriage different from, you mentioned channeling before, uh, or possession. And what is the difference between a spirit marriage and a, a contact with a guide who's very close to you? Yeah, well... Typically, uh, channeling or mediumship or possession is something comes in, you do whatever work that you're doing, and then it leaves. And you may be able to to reach to it um, or call it back in, but it's not permanently there, um, as Orion said, seeing through your eyes, right? Hearing through your ears, speaking through your mouth. Um, with the spirit marriage, and again, this differs person to person and tradition to tradition, but with the marriage, you have a, um, a kind of merge that has happened, and with that, like a human marriage, there are requirements. There are 
um, there's a contract often that is forged between you and the being that you've merged with that often carries lifetime after lifetime and that requires uh, certain amounts of commitment and dedication and I call them the three D's, devotion, discernment, and discipline. Um, it's a it's more of a disciplined practice than sort of, you know, calling up uh, calling upon a spirit and asking for its guidance. It's like, you know, when you have an intimate relationship with another human being, you show up regularly. Um, if you're married to them on a daily basis, you interact with them um, to some degree, depending on the, the structure of the relationship. But, you know, it is um, something that you are um, committed, devoted to, and... Um, and it is of primary importance. It's, you know, you may have other relationships. In fact, many of the people that I interviewed were, were in a human um, marriage or committed relationship as well as their spirit spouse. Well, can um, you be in both? Can you, can you be in both? Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, um, I, I like to say that spirit marriage um, often is a very polyamorous kind of relationship mm -hmm. because you're often in a relationship with the spirit or spirits. So, you know, one of the things that I found in my research is that there are people that are married to more than one spirit. And, mm -hmm. and this is very in, like, the African diaspora tradition where you could be married to more than one law or deity. Um, but, you know, I, I'd like to just pause and say that um, many people say, well, what if I don't have a spirit that is wanting to marry me or that is um, sort of reaching through to have this level of a bonded relationship with. And, you know, what I talk about in the book is we all have a divine self. We all have a divinity that is sort of our patron. You can think of it as a patron saint or a holy guardian angel or um, in the tradition we call it the Ishta Deva or Ishta Devata, the chosen deity um, or deity. And we can all reach through to that um, that part of ourselves, which I think it's more accurate to think of us as like an expression of that divine being that is making its way into the physical. Um, and so we all have a divine self that is actionable, that we can learn the identity of and step into deep bonded relationship with. And for people who are just curious or wanting to start out, I think that is a wonderful place to start. I, I myself started there. You know, I. You, you, you know, know what? I I think it's partially that if it's part of your life plan to have this type of relationship, it will find you at the right time. You, it will be there for you. But why is this practice, as you say in your book, hidden in plain sight? And why? Why is, are we just hearing about it now? Why hasn't it come up before this? Because I think it's important, and I think according to paranormal investigator, you talk about Andrew Collins, whose work centers on questioning uh, the original myths of Christianity and the early church fathers, which I found very interesting, uh, how the women had to be veiled and silent because they were afraid uh, that relationships between fallen angels uh, might come and take the women away or 
become involved with the women. So they were aware of something like this, but in a different way. They brought it into the religion, but it was here way before the religion. Is that correct? Yes. As I said, you know, the, the first recorded accounts of this, written recounts, date back to ancient Mesopotamia, which pre predates Christianity, and in some cases the, the Jewish tradition. So um, the idea that we can have these relationships with powerful otherworldly beings like deities or angels um, is sort of uh, known in many shamanistic and yes. visionary earth-based spiritual practices. Um, and we, you know, it's, it's interesting because to say that, you know, we're just hearing about it now um, is may, a little bit of a misnomer in that um, most of us have already heard about it. We just don't think of it through this frame. And for those of us that are, have been exposed to Christianity here in the West, we've all, most of us, I should say, have heard of the virgin birth the story of Mary being visited by God or an angel yes. and impregnated. This is a form of this type of intimate relationship. Um, and it's certainly not the only account of immaculate conception or divine conception. Um, there are plenty of Greek um, myths and, and, um, and, you know, through many different cultures of this idea of um, human women being um, um, fecundated or impregnated by this um, by divine forces. Um, Marguerite Regolioso um, has written quite extensively on this in her divine birth research. Um, so it, it's not new. It's simply that what I have... It's not new, but, but it hasn't been focused on. And we thank you, Dr. Megan Rose, author of Spirit Marriage, for sharing an in-depth exploration of the practice, relevance, and purpose of spirit marriage around the world and exploring the phenomenon of the spirit spouse or spirit lover, an entity to which a human is psychically bonded as she shares her interviews with 10 contemporary practitioners of spirit marriage. For more information and to purchase this book, go to drmaganrose.com or spiritmarriage.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, Dr. Megan Rose has shown us that spirit marriages, like marriages between any two people or entities of human or divine nature, offer opportunities to evolve, know ourselves, our world, and universe, going beyond the physical five senses to develop psychic and feelings that guide us to know we are more than physical beings, but spiritual souls having a physical life for the chance, for the opportunity to remember the eternal nature of all living sentient beings and to grow more loving in energy, light, love, and compassion. In the stories of spirit marriages of ten people in the book, Megan references Suzette and writes, Suzette suggested that being married to a spirit is not all that different from being married to a human. You are in a relationship with a someone. You are married to a person, a consciousness, except they are not in a physical body. You cultivate a relationship with your spirit spouse, just like you would a relationship with a physical spouse. You talk to them every day, not just once a week or on a special day. 
you carry out a daily ongoing dialogue in which you share your hopes, dreams, fears, and concerns. Megan shared with Suzette her belief that we season ourselves with the relationships we develop in life and spirit relationships are no different. We bring things to them, they bring things to us. We become more of who we truly are by being in relationship with someone else. Dr. Megan Rose and I, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Energy teacher, would have you know that each of us are presented with people and experiences that come to us in the course of a physical lifetime, which are neither random nor meaningless. We have the freedom, will to choose and explore those situations as a platform to expand and evolve into a higher sense of our divine soul presence. Relationships are the prime reason for a physical life. Wherever you find love, healing, and higher awareness of yourself, know that that relationship is meaningful. Relationships with our spiritual friends, guides, angels, higher vibrational beings, and source or creation are all wonderful opportunities to simply feel and know life in its fullness. Let yourself be open to these possibilities. I am Cheryl Glick. Reiki Master Teacher and host of Healing From Within and author of the newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits. And I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders in the metaphysical, scientific, psychological, and healing fields, as well as educators, attorneys, and those in the arts and music seek answers to age-old questions guiding us to open our hearts and minds to infinite new ideas to live with hope, happiness, and age-old wisdom. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.